Hey, welcome to the High Kicks podcast. I got a special episode today. Um, we got a special guest. My my old uh, club coach, Paul Rolf, is here. Paul coached me for, I think, like four years. This one of the greatest times of playing football in my life, and he kind of is responsible for a lot of what I know about this sport. So, hi, Paul. Hey, Brian. How you doing? I kind of skipped over Carl. We still got Carl with us. Super random thing. Almonds are the best thing on the world. Why do you like this? I have to. Just because I, I went and got some almonds. Okay. Okay. Um, so there hasn't really been much Prem going on. So I think we're just going to have more of a banter episode about our own teams. Paul's a Chelsea supporter. So Carl and I might have a little bit of fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on, um, guys. Bring it on. <laughs> Sorry. So I just want to kick it off, Carl. I'm mad. Well, um, I'm top of the table, so shut that's up. Why, that's why I'm mad. Itch. That's why I'm mad. I win. I, I like win. They, they still aren't playing great, and we are top of the table. So. I don't like it. Yeah. Like, oh, poor Liverpool fan. Yeah, too sad, too sad. No I defenders. You know, Van Dyke. Oh, yeah, where's he at? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Liverpool and Man United have been fierce rivals That's since also the true. early 70s. Yep. Okay. That's when also Liverpool, true. Liverpool were on top with the days of Dalgleish and Ian Rush and those kind of teams. And they used to win everything in Europe, everything in England, and they were dominating, right? And then yeah, the 80s fair. came around and there was like this lull, right? This like, yeah. you know change of the the guard where other teams started to do well villa you know everton came into the fold the you know, arsenal and chelsea west ham were decent and then you came into like the late 80s and man united started to take grip you know the the the, the era of the foot of alex ferguson i want to call him a sir yeah freaking hate the guy <laughs> um you know i respect him but i hate him as you a difference to. And, you know, I was born in 83, so I'm an old man compared to you kids. Yeah. And yeah. Um, my, my, my dad always tell me stories of how United were, you know, on top. And, and uh, I, was used to, I, I didn't even watch English football. I used to watch Serie A when I was younger. That was my league to watch when I was young. Who was your team? AC, AC Milan. Yeah, I love the, AC. The, the days of... Uh, Boban and uh, Ambrosetti and Baresi at the back, Maldini, uh, Costa Curta, and you had Shevchenko up front with yeah. freaking Rivaldo. I mean, those and, and Rui Costa in midfield with Sadov. By and then when you got later with Ronaldinho. Oh yeah, and I actually loved as a French player, French international player called Marcel Desailly. Yes. Who, he played for AC Milan, um, 88-92 or 93. And then he, get, he then he left AC Milan and went to Chelsea around the 94-95 yeah, season. disgusting. And that was when I started like in Chelsea. I was like, look, I got, I was like, what was I, 12 at the time, 11, 12. And like, I got to pick an English team. All my buddies are like Liverpool fans, Spurs fans, um, Plymouth fans. My local team was Plymouth. And I was like, look, I've got to pick an English team. So I picked Chelsea because they had this, this player, Desai, and I loved him. And I, I, he was a holding midfielder. And I was a holding midfielder. 
So, and then they started bringing in European players, the Viales, the Rude Hullets, um, the same time as Arsenal started bringing the French players. And that's how the all the beer. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So that's how my Chelsea thing came around. So I was Chelsea fan since like 94, 95. And um, lived through a lot of the uh, ups and downs. But uh, I lived through freaking United. Every kid in school was a freaking United fan. And I hated it. Because they kept winning. Every yeah. freaking year. I'd even go to the point where I'd be supporting Juventus in the European Champions League because they were playing against United, praying that Juve would knock out United. And they did a few times. But United were just so dominant during that era. It they just, were so good. With with Alex Ferguson there, you, you weren't I doing mean, anything. I remember, I remember the, the days of watching Yapstam and Vidic. Vidic and Ferdinand together and Yapstam and thinking, my God, can you imagine playing against these guys? Vidic and Ferdinand were probably the best or yeah, I'll say it, the best combo, like in my opinion, ever. Ever in England or the world? In the Prem or like ever, ever? Like they're they're comparable forever. He's, th- he's thinking now. You see, he's thinking. He's like, he's did like, you mean shit. to say in the Prem or now? Are you widening what you said? No, no, no. I, I said ever, ever. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna see your Vidic and Ferdinand. And raise you Terry and Carvalho from 2004, 2005. I think you'll see it. Terry won more awards than Ferdinand. Yeah, but and more, and, Terry was an animal. And more wives. <laughs> that was good. So that was good. Or, or you could uh, you could raise and go Alessandro Nesta and Maldini, 2000 and. I'll, I'll, hear the, I'll hear the Nesta and Maldini one. That one's like a great combo, but because of personal bias. Yeah. I know. I, I, I put, trust me, I severely hate United, but I would put Ferdinand and Vidic up there myself in the top three or four combos as ever. Um, yeah, you kind of have to. Oh, I my God. I, mean, I forgot the Beckenbauer combo, but. I don't remember who Beckenbauer played with. He was just a crazy him. center back. Yeah, I mean, you could also Costa Curta and Baresi. Again, I would have um, Chiellini in there as well. Yeah. Mostly Italians. Mostly Italians, so they can defend. Um, the Spanish just want to dive and pull your shirt and, and cry. Uh, the Italians want to actually defend. Um, Defenders. I'm trying to look at the Beckenbauer combo because when he was at United from 64 to like 71 or something. Mm. Also, I keep on cutting out, so if I just keep on like talking or something, it's just good. Yeah, that's what's we got, happening. We got we got to bring Brian back in and annoying with Liverpool uh, yeah. stuff and and how they've lost their their ability to actually score goals and beat teams and teams that figure them out. But yeah, I, it's it's not I, really been that exciting to watch. Um, I've kind of understood, though, that they've get, been getting figured out. You Trent's know, well, been a little out of form, losing the ball a lot. A lot. It's bound having you have the freaking moron called Henderson as your midfielder. Yeah, I don't really like Henderson very much. I think he's I, good for that team, but that team only. And, like, sometimes. If you take out uh, Wijnaldum 
depth in that midfield and you take oh, out the other players around him, I mean, he'd be lost. He would yeah. be lost. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's only good because he... Cause I think he's a product him. of his environment. I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah. I don't think he's like a plug-and-play midfielder in any system in the world, but no. he benefits from those around him and he benefits from Klopp's system, so he thrives. Yeah. I mean, he's not even, like a Tiago who even, can be dropped anywhere and fit. You could argue that's the same as Roy Keane. Roy Keane said the purpose, but as an actual footballer, Roy Keane wasn't that good. He was a great motivator, great captain, yeah. a great leader, but he wasn't a great footballer. But he had great footballers around him. Yeah, mm-hmm. his, his job was to organize. Roy Keane and- was able to just like, yeah. That, that entire point, he just, like, facilitated, like, everything of everything and was just, like, that rock that everyone could rely on. Yes. Like, and some... he would go... Like, he, he had... That's kind of what Hendo point, does. Uh, yeah, at one point, no. Nah. No, no, no. Roy I mean, King just, like, is... the emotional, like, leadership role. Emotionally. Is 50 times. Like, the leadership role, like, that kind of, like... But, like, diminished drastically from Roy Keane. Oh, and, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So that's why I said kind of. Yeah, the what he play, does. The only, the only player that can rival Roy Keane for what he did was Patrick Vieira for Arsenal, the Invincibles. Yeah. Vieira was a yeah. quality player and wasn't as aggressive as Roy Keane, but he had the size. Yeah. yeah. And he was able to dominate from his size. And that, that partnership of, of Vieira and Petit in midfield uh, with Lundberg on the right, Omar's on the left. Now up front was Burkamp and Henri. I'm just water- my mouth is watering right now just saying those names. You know, like that's just that team was just so absolutely disgusting. Uh, oh. o- only team really, like th- there's a couple teams that are like comparable because you can compare like the Barcelona team. The is that 2012 2013 Barcelona even the, team. Even no, the I think yeah the 10-11. Even uh, the Barca maybe. 08 team with an older, with a, like an informed Ronaldinho. Oh, uh, yeah. That, yeah. That, and that was just insane. And then you I mean, can look that, at... that Barcelona team under Pep when they played a full La Masia squad and were, like, filthy. I just love when they just destroy United in that uh, Champions League game. And just uh... literally taught United how to play football. You know, oh, this is what, you pass it. And then you move 10 yards, you pass it back. The person who's chasing the ball falls over dizzy. It's fantastic. Do that across the whole field for 90 minutes and you'll win. It's great. Did it, and then it's Am Chelsea I hearing too. trouble? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> that's, that's the only that's comeback what, yeah, I can make for still, that. Yeah, that's what you still have over Liverpool fans is that you have that uh, continued success. Whereas if, if Klopp can continue this over the next four or five years, then you've got something to discuss. But yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. let's see. Let's see what happens this year. I mean, this year is so freaking competitive in the I top love it. What, twelve I have, teams. I yeah. love it. You've I got, love it. I mean, like of those top fourteen teams, anyone could be anyone on any day. Yeah, it's becoming like the NFL. It's weird. It really uh-huh. is. Uh huh. Or like the NBA. Yes, the NBA, like as of recently, is just becoming really bizarre with that. Like any team can just be like, oh, I'm going to beat you today because there's so many games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh... I like, I, I'm looking at the table right now. And I mean, 
Chelsea are sitting at ninth. They which, belong like, there. They freaking belong there. I mean, they I agree belong, with that entirely. Because... They belong there, but like they're not that far out of anything. I, no. I, I, I'm going to say this on this what? podcast, and it might go viral, but Lampard's a Muppet. I mean, let's hope I, it goes I, viral. I, I love, I love everything about Frank Lampard as a player. And as a manager, I see what he's doing. But the amount of times I'm watching the games, screaming at the telly, screaming. I mean, I used to scream when freaking Conte was manager. Uh, that yeah. stupid smoking Italian sorry. Oh, Mauricio, was, sorry. They they were and Conte was. I loved Conte the way he played uh, played Chelsea. Yeah. I think sorry sorry was a moron, but at least he got got us winning. Lampard for a smart guy and for a guy that played at the highest level is losing the plot. I mean, why is he playing a four three three? Literally, we could have played against. We could have played against. Uh, we well, lost against West Ham, mm. uh, tied tied West Brom. Um, we we got killed by Arsenal. We could have played that Arsenal. We could have uh, killed by the worst Arsenal team in a quarter of a century. Yeah, <laughs> emphasis on that. Arsenal are literally just a shadow of what they are. Like, I thought we were going to be roasting Chelsea, but Paul's doing it for us. Yeah, Arsenal put in their U14s against us and destroyed us. So, like. I don't know what I don't know what Frank Lampard has with the four three three, thinking we're freaking Barca from two thousand twelve or some sort of like dream team. We're not. We're a bunch of young kids that need to to, to shoot. And they need to play a four two three one effectively though. They need to play a four four two. We need we mm. need the cla- We need to bring back the classic four four two, with the target man and the fast forward. Target man being Giroud or Abraham. And the fast forward being either Pulisic, Zayech, or Werner. You want it to be you want it to be Werner because he's really good at timing those runs. No, in I don't. No, no. Werner could take his blonde hair. That's back fair. He can't shoot right and now. And hide under a rock for all I care, Werner. The guy you, is doing nothing. He's doing nothing. So you want somebody else in there who can actually finish, but you hope he can return to his finishing form because if he does, he would no, trade he's, he's good at it. No, he's a he's a Torres. He's a Fernando Torres. That yeah. will spend will spend thousands of pounds a week paying his salary, and he won't score. And then he'll score one goal against Barca, and it would be great. Oh, see, so um, your version of Fernando Torres is a hell of a lot different than mine. Yeah, obviously. Are you, no, are you Torres, kidding me? They no, I know, was, I know, I know. At least Fernando Torres was a good player. I don't rate Werner at all. You watch Werner's first touch. You watch his first the one, touch. The one where he, the one where he, when he plays the for goal? the German national team. It's he plays entirely different. I just can't he, comprehend what he's doing. Because he's got players around him that are freaking German national team players that are just insanely good. I mean, yeah, he's got that's fair. He got Kimmich and Kroos behind. So why him. do he look so good at Leipzig? There, because he was because he was in Leipzig, a dual striker. That's fair. He likes it. Let him, yeah, they played a four four two basically off the other striker. But if you play a four four two at Chelsea, picture this. You have your back fours. You got Reese James at right back. You got um, your two centre backs in Silva and Zuma, based yeah. on their fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got your left back being Chilwell. Um, okay, solid back four. I like. You it. got Conte at CDM. You got Mendy and goal. Conte, yeah, Conte yeah. holding mid. I mean, Conte had a shocker the last game, but you need Conte and Mount there. 
I Mount, I like his energy, but he needs to score more goals. I also like Kovacevic. Oh, Kovacevic. Yeah. I don't know how you say his name. I agree with that a lot. I like Kovacic. I like him. I mean, Jorginho, I want to snap in half like a toothpick and send him Only back. Only good for penalties. That stupid step. I mean, what is that kid doing? He's a joke. He's a clown. He's not a David Luiz. Um, so I would have Mount and Conte as my two center mids. I wouldn't play Conte as a as a as a restricted holder mid. I'd play him as a flat midfield, and mm-hmm. Conte would naturally do that job anyway. Um, and I mean, he's play, a stamina. I'll, yeah, I'll play Ziyech on the left. I'll play Pulisic on the right. Pulisic, being American, don't care. I don't care where he's from. I don't care where he's Mars. He's our best player. He's our freaking best player, that kid. He's and really good. No Honestly, one's you need the a, credit. He's more comfortable on the left wing, though. So yeah. you what, sort of have and Z, to play And is more wing. comfortable on the right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I could switch them. You uh, don't, but I, I know from playing for you, you're not as big a fan of the whole inverted thing. I, you know what? Again, at that level, you would ask him what he's comfortable in, and you're playing that way. What you know, he wants to cut inside the channel, or you yeah. know, we don't. But only Pulisic takes players on. Ziyech doesn't take players on. Notice that. Yeah. Ziyech does not take players on. He's like a Beckham. He knows his forte is crossing, so he'll make enough room to cross, but he'll, ne- he'll never take a player on. He hasn't got blistering pace or skill like a um, a Giggs, for example. Yeah. He hasn't got that in his locker, you know. And for a player that everyone says, oh, he's amazing, he's got an okay left foot. Let's be honest. I'm look, I'm comparing left feet to, like, Beckham and the Italian players I used to watch. And the players I used to watch in the Prem 15 years ago that had much better crossing than Ziyech. It's just everyone, everyone puts out that amazing label too easily. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I watched the... I watched uh, Mason Mount's goal against Morecambe. The the tagline on YouTube was "Incredible goal by Mount." Why he scored from outside the box? Therefore, it's incredible because it doesn't. Well, that's happen. clickbait. That's it clickbait. doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. So that's clickbait. Don't shoot. Teams just don't shoot from outside the eighteen anymore at the higher levels because that's it's, the main thing. Sins a waste. I miss it. It's ridiculous. I want to see the but, pog booms. I want to see like. The actual, like, Bruno's starting to do it a lot more. So, like, I'm, I'm starting to really appreciate that from his gameplay. But if he wasn't controlling that entire team, like, we wouldn't be seeing stuff like Not that. Not to detract from the professional game, but, Paul, remember when Anthony scored that 40-yard free kick top bins at that tournament? I do. I do. Those are the shots that we're talking about. I just want I just want players to 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 make some space around the box, 15, 20 yards, around the box, you know, uh, edge of the box, you know, different angles, and have a shot because, you know, there's, there's, there's ricochets, there's bobbles, there's deflections, there's mishits, there's curls. I mean, have a shot. We Chelsea and Arsenal do this all the time. They, they get possession, and I can tell you their next 10 passes and where it's going. It's like, it's like watching the Rockettes. It's all choreographed. Every player does the same thing. There's an there's a inch of pressure. They yeah. turn and play it back to the center back and try and restart. It's like pushing the ball around the three-point line in basketball. Yeah. But there's no there's no shot clock. So they do it for 50 minutes. And then My they main issue the is uh, Man U's doing that too. Oh, every team does that. It's every just team so choreographed. Liverpool, 
Liverpool and Man City, and Man City three years ago, and Man Liverpool City two years ago. To play scary again, though. And oh. Liverpool last year too. Did you watch the Man City a Chelsea game? They slaughtered them. They made you guys look like you guys looked like kids. But, but you know what was funny? Best. I actually enjoyed the game because Man City were playing such nice football. Exactly. Simple, effective football. I was actually enjoying the game. I knew Chelsea were going to lose yeah. that game for the first like two minutes. First two minutes, I'm like, we but won't. We're not they, no, they weren't already losing yet. No, Chelsea's Chelsea. This is Chelsea's team tour. Hey guys, um, we're playing Man City today. Uh, we're gonna lose. Uh, we have no chance against these guys. Let's just pass it around. Look nice. Enjoy the blue shirt, uh, and then get paid, and then go home. We'll try again with a different team. Oh wait, by the way, the next team will lose as well, and we'll lose against the top twelve teams in the Premiership. But we'll beat a few teams, you know. This year, it's okay. We just won't shoot. We'll go out there and we'll don't, don't guys, don't shoot. It's like that practice where you like you're a kid and you like, the transition is keep possession around the uh, final third. Don't shoot. Just keep possession. It's that that's exactly what it is. I don't understand what Lampard's doing. Let the players oh, annoyed. shoot. Let the players shoot. You know, oh they can't shoot. What are they doing as a professional player? If you can't shoot, more than you have yards, a lot of good players. You have a lot of good players. Okay, the, we have two world-class players. Giroud, who's not even playing. Yeah. Giroud is world-class. And if anyone wants to argue that point, I will do that in a podcast lasting four weeks. Giroud is world-class. I agree with you, so and I can't Kante, really argue. Kante, Kante and Giroud. Mendy is going to be world-class in the future if he continues. And possibly... I'm going to say possibly Mount and possibly Pulisic. Right now, Havertz, Havertz is enough for him. Werner is a waste of space. Abraham hasn't got a first touch. He's got a first touch like a, like a, like a dumpster. He's got more, more passion in his hairstyles than his first touch and his movement. His movement's awful. Yeah, he, uh, he moves like, um, who is that really tall uh, dude in the... Oh, Peter Crouch. Yeah, Peter Crouch. Crouch. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like three steps. He's like 40 yards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he moves. Abraham moves like those inflatable things out of outside pizzerias. The inflatable yeah. things. I love Adoy, though. Hudson Adoy, I don't know. Like, he he's like a moody ex-girlfriend. Yeah, that is very Where fair. you're not sure what, what he's thinking, what he's going to do. And he's like a random player. He's random. You know, I think um, if he went to like a Bayern or like another team like that, he'd actually succeed. But like, I, I think he just doesn't I, like where he is entirely for some reason. I, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I think he's pissed. He didn't get the opportunities uh, earlier. He yeah. thought he was. I think he's better than he is. But look mm-hmm. at the way we've treated these young players. We've actually given Hudson Doy more time. We treated De Bruyne badly. And now look where he is. That was a mistake. He's freaking, can you imagine if we had De Bruyne right now? Okay, Could you I imagine list, if you kept De Bruyne and Salah? I will list you the names of players we've let go too early. Aaron Robin. Oh, way too early. Yep. Mohamed Salah. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe uh, you got rid of Pogba. And we, yeah, we, we, we were like, we fucked up. Yeah. And then yeah. you brought him back. Yeah. We paid well, everything to get him back. I, I read that Pogba was complaining to Ferguson, and that never goes well. Yeah. 
I mean, Ferguson threw a boot at Beckham's head yeah. and cut him. Cut Beckham's head. You know, like, Beckham was, like, more precious than the Queen and Prince Charles put together at that point in time. And Ferguson, like, threw a boot at his head. Ruined his face. Him. Yeah, basically. And I mean, we got away with it because he's Alex Ferguson. Yeah. yeah. And we lost, we lost Lukaku. We lost oh, Lukaku. yeah. We had Brian Laudrup for a little bit. We had Brian Laudrup. We had uh, freaking Claude McAlelli, uh late in the career. I mean, oh, but you know. Paul, don't, just... don't, don't worry. You, you spent a world record fee on Keppa. I know. He, he looks great on paper. Yeah, except for he doesn't move his goddamn feet. After yeah, roast no, man, you for the Maguire thing too. Ju- just a shameless. No, he, he's thing. actually been playing decently well. No, yeah, but, but get him out of my team. I don't care. He's not great, but like he's not been worth the money. But he's been playing. Get him out like, of my like, team, no, just look, like Martial. I, I, get him Carl, out of my I team agree. right now. Carl, I agree 100. percent Maguire is a bully. He's one of those guys you meet around the pub. That oh, was I agree like, with that. Was like hit. He was like cool in high school. And then he thinks that high, his height in high school is is that, and he's like a, a, a like twenty year old bullies that lives on his high school fame. He reminds um, me of a really old John Terry when he was playing for like Villa and stuff, like really yeah. late in his career. Yeah, I mean that's pretty good. Like he he moves like he's always drunk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, well, I got I got a question for you. Okay, so so. I got a young midfielder on Liverpool that I really like and bought a jersey for earlier in the year. That's your one jersey? No, I have a bunch now. I have a bunch now. Um, but I want to know what your thoughts are on Curtis Jones if you've like seen him play in, enough. I've seen him play twice because um, I had to pay for the the uh, subscriptions because they went all you know peacock and stuff. Yeah. yeah, went all arrogant and oh, they got to pay us money. Like, okay, great. So, exactly. You know, poor, poor. You know, financially crippled prem teams. Sharp. Yeah, please. <laughs> it's not my fault. You're paying a hundred thousand pounds to Henderson. That's your fault. You know. <laughs> I'll pay him like a candy bar where you can say shut up and play. Um, I think. He's one for the future. I think he's, if one out and leaves, he'll get more playing time. And I think he'll develop quicker. I think under Klopp, that's like one of the perfect um, coaches for him. I mean, Klopp has done wonders at Dortmund. He's done wonders yeah. at Liverpool. I think Klopp is a perfect, perfect He's coach. a perfect coach for a young midfielder to thrive. Yeah, or any, any player who's young to thrive. Because Klopp, unlike Lampard, has a bit more spine to him a bit more experience behind him and a bit more um i would say fight lampard's trying to be a politician right now and trying to save his job rather than saying screw it i'm gonna win some games um but that's how you save your job you win games i know also why isn't any one of the staff members saying to lampard to play a 4-4-2 or change the formation because it clearly you need to play like a 4-1-2-1-2 anything anything Anything, go four five one and play counterattack. I don't care, just yeah. change it up. Um, but no, I think Coach Jones is a good young player. He's he looks physically strong. He looks quick. It looks like a Loftus cheek, but more effective. That's a fair, yeah. You know, comparison. And uh, it'd be interesting to see if you keep Fabinho this year. It'll be interesting to see if you keep Mane. Mane to me 
is the most undervalued player in the world. Mane is. I think he's. I personally think he's the best left winger on the planet. I think he's the best striker on the planet. Mane. I think he's the best left winger. Uh, I'll I debate think, you on striker because I mean, his primary exists. his primary position oh, is okay, is left wing, which is why I give him the best left winger on the planet. Yeah, but um, he can also he can he also can play, also play striker. And Mane can also play as a left midfielder as well. I know, uh, but uh, he, he's Mane is he's he looks so like he's always smart. angry, and you don't want to piss him off. Yeah. But he's, he's so smart on, on the ball, and he's so quick on the ball, and he's so physical, and exactly, he makes such good decisions. But you, you know what? He can play with both feet, and he can finish with his laces, and he can finish with the inside of his foot. There we go. He can finish. He mm-hmm. is an old. He's an old school striker, like an he Alan Shearer, from anywhere on the pitch. Owen. He's an old school striker. Even a player. Um, Italian, uh, actually Argentinian player called Gabriel Batistuta. It's called him Batty Goal, right? He played for Fiorentina in Serie A in the 90s. He he would do absolutely nothing for 89 minutes of the game. He would stand around like a lazy son of a bitch. Stand around in the middle of the goal like an like Aguero, just hang out in the in the, in the play box and the last minute of the game would be 0-0, nil-nil, and he'll, he'll get the ball in the box and score. And that was his contribution. He'd just score. He would be clinical. One shot, one goal. It would be a great shot to the corner or a nice, nice, um, nice placed shot. And it would score and it would score and win the game. And same as a, an, an Aguero. Those kind of strikers you don't see anymore. Lewandowski is also one of his players. But Lewandowski is more of a, I would call him a, a general striker. He can do everything. What yeah. do you think but Ronaldo is a similar player to Lewandowski where he can do everything, but Ronaldo has more influence on the game. Yeah. Uh generally, but Lewandowski's better score. But the, the actual goal scorers, they are a dying breed. Yeah. What do you They're think of Holland? Breed. They really are. Holland's different though. Who? Erling uh, Holland. Erling Holland for Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, but let's see if he can keep it going. Let's That's the main thing. I mean, he yeah. has been. He, I think it's our like twenty-five games in. He scored twenty-five goals. He's already like hurt something and missed a month and come back and still scoring. He I never mean, heard anything like like uh, R nine. I know, but like, like, let's hope that doesn't happen. Obviously, I think he has got potential to be. I just think he's a pure goal scorer. He's got a good eye. You know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen with that. He's going to get bought by someone? Yeah. By who? Give one guess. I mean, you would think Real. Nope. No, not Real. Who are you saying then? I was thinking Real all the way. I'm thinking they're going to try to buy Mbappe and Holland. They're trying to drop all the money in the world. Well, no, I think they're going after Mbappe and Kamavinga first. But what... What team always buys up the best young German talents? Always. I mean, he's not German. Doesn't matter. The players are playing Germany. Yeah. Yeah. So Bayern Fine. Munich. Bayern Munich are looking at him to be the natural successor to uh, Lewandowski, who is now 32 years old. That's who true. is going to be the next two years of his career, last two years of his career. Yeah. He might drop his productivity. Not sure, but knowing him, he won't. But They'll probably buy 
Haaland in and play Haaland and Lewandowski up front. Could you imagine that strike force? With Nabry and Sané and literally just play a 4-2-2-2 like uh, yeah. Man you used to do. Yeah. I really don't and... want to imagine that. Holy I mean, crap. Like, why'd, yeah. you, why'd you put that image in my head, Paul? Because, because then Real will go for the flashy Mbappé. And Mbappé is like, like, I think he's more, he does more than Neymar, but he's still that flash in the pan kind of player. Haaland just seems like he's more consistent. You know? Yeah. Haaland is just like, I'm going to score no matter what. So I want to shit on real quick. Hazard, you're trash recently. Well, he's not trash. He's just hurt recently. So he's trash. No, no, he's on the cheeseburgers and French fries. In Madrid, mm-hmm. he found his little he found his little burger joint he likes. He can sneak out at two in the morning, get his little burger, and you know carry a little little baby around with him and dribble the ball. No, and it's not working. Yo, you know he he, he thinks he's gonna fucking like gain fifteen pounds, and it's not gonna be noticeable by every single person when your shirt size goes up and you're like playing like trash. Like, and f- fifteen pounds is like a thousand in terms of professional football. That's yeah, a those lot guys to gain I mean, and then run like that. I mean, yeah, it's you, a lot. You you want to look at like an average man weighing 185 and being six foot tall. That's an average man, 185. Mm-hmm. These these uh, footballers are 150. And Pulisic soaking wet is 135. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Literally, you, if you saw him in the street, you'd think he's a child. Uh huh. You would think he's a 14-year-old child. Same with Nathan Mount. Same with Nathan Mount. He's tiny. Yeah. What? You play for Chelsea? Yeah, I'm uh, Pusic. No way. Get out of here. Like, no, (laughs) the only only guys that have actually been, wow, they're really big, are the guys from the 90s where they were just big guys. Like, I met the Dutch national team in Amsterdam. Uh, They were just large, large men. Um, (laughs) But now the the, the modern-day, last 10 years of modern-day footballer, Barely got an ounce of fat on him. Tiny, tiny, yeah. very lean. Even someone like uh, Matic, who stands at six five, six four, he probably weighs one eighty two. Yeah, at six foot four, he's skin and bones, but he's very strong. He, you know, you try and get the ball off him, he'll just use his body effectively. You won't see the ball. Only um, person I can think of that's like big is Akin Fenwa, and he's not going to play in any big league. <laughs> Or I think Lukaku's a big man. Lukaku's yeah, he, a big he's man. Actually just Lukaku's massive. a big man. I think Van Dyke is a big man. Van yeah, Dyke is a Van big, Dyke. big man. Donnarumma's big, but like that's a goalie. Like goalies just are naturally bigger, and they like still are. I mean, if you want to talk about a big goalie, Emmy Martinez is a monster. Yeah, how big he's is he? large? How big is he? Because I'm pretty sure Donnarumma is like six four, six five. Uh, Mendy's six five. Yeah, um, Mendy's a giant. He's a big guy. Uh, I mean, Martinez is six four, one one ninety four. So that's not that big. That really isn't. If you take a comparable um, athlete, let's say a comparable, let's say inside slot receiver, six four, you're probably looking at inside slot good. receiver. Inside slot receiver, five ten, one eighty. Okay, then a taller. Football player would be 215, 220. Actually, actually, inside slot receiver could be like down to 5'8, five, 5'9. Five, Whoa. Talk about like a running back. The guy who just won like, the Heisman Trophy, Paul, with the best American yeah, yeah. football player. 
is like small, small. He's a wide receiver. His name's Devontae Smith. He's a he's an animal. Yeah, I, but, I always I always appreciate those guys that are like just absolutely solid. They're not like I don't like the huge linemen, but I just feel like the the ones that are just completely solid yeah. muscle, yeah. just the perfect athlete. I think um, ridiculous, but uh, yeah, you, you don't find those kind of guys anymore um, in the modern game. You know, there's there's they're rare because yeah. of the, I don't know. It's a it's a style. You know, it's a style. It's a much more fast paced, um, like run it by and around the guy instead of the smash mouth in your face physicality that it used to be. And the second that happens, what's the ref do? Put out yellow card. Even yep. like I know I'm I'm old school. You know how like you get your like dads or your grandparents say that like the NFL football was changed where they used to hit quarterbacks and hit players and now there's a flag thrown. I feel mm-hmm. the same goddamn thing I watch football uh, my team, like any challenge. I, I used to love a good slide tackle. I used to love a good shoulder barge, a good, you know, uh, crunching tackle at the start of the game, you know, yep. put in his place and everything is a foul now. Like mm-hmm. you slide through, don't even hit the guy. He jumps over you. He falls over. It's the intent. They're now put, they're giving you a, a foul for intent. That is true. What I, the I think a lot that? of them. How do you deem intent? That's Are you the a main psychologist? Thing. Are you a psychologist? Are you reading the guy's mind? It's just amazing to me. And uh, it just takes all that part of the game is now just negated. Because yeah. now now players just stand off and it's now just a chess game. People are seeking the fouls now. Oh, oh they're seeking them out so hard. Yeah. Jack, Jack Grealish is the most annoying person on the planet. I want to just knock him out. I really do. I want to him and knock him out. I will take the punishment. He has a really good knock touch recently. Recently. But... He, he stands there and puts his body to the board and just falls over. He That's just literally true. falls over. Like, what are you doing? I don't care how many fouls you win. Why is that a stat that I want to know? I don't understand. Yeah, there's so many stats that get tracked that are just so, like... Also, can you tell me why the American commentators for, for football are just horrific? They're why the worst you, people to listen why, to in the world. Why have you got Danny Higginbottom commentating on anything? The guy should be in some kind of like 7-Eleven store working. He should not be on TV so talking about only, football. The only American that I like actually like to listen to talk about football consistently is Tim Howard. Personally. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, the suits he wears are horrific. No, no, I'm not talking about what he looks like, but I, no. I feel, I feel like he, like, actually, can talk. Tim, like Tim, if you're listening, you're rich. Buy a better suit. Get a tailor. Seriously, because that's not working. The bright purple with the purple tie. What are you like? Some sort of like minister in some Baptist church in Alabama? What is going on? Sort your life out. And he has a beard got- for it. Oh my god, start talking about sermons, not about football. Please. Okay. It's, it's horrific. Okay, okay. I, That's I wanna, not where I thought I wanna, that was going to go. I want to shit on Arsenal real quick. I mean, yeah, I think so we can all shit. do that. I think we can all do that. 
they they got rid of Saliba on loan, which we discussed last week, but we didn't discuss with Paul. What do you think about that? William Saliba, one of the best French young talents at center back. They literally sent him on loan to Nice instead of actually playing him in that awful back line. And his former center back partner, Wesley Fofana, has been killing it this year, and he was the higher rated in the pairing. Mm-hmm. I I think that uh, the guy came a bit too late after Wenger left because I think Wenger would have kept him even better. You know, mm-hmm. Wenger had, had had his had his finger on the pulse with any French young talent, uh, Henri and Vieira and um, oh yeah, quotes. I mean, so uh, Nicolas Anelka, Chelsea yeah. legend, love it. So another great striker. But you, I don't know, I, I Arsenal. Uh, on a mid-table team now. They're a mid-table team. They have no one that I'm scared of. There's and no the one. people like who used to be scary on their team, like Lacazette used to be scary, but like once he got there, he sort of has been just not knowing what to do. And then they played Aubameyang at left wing for so long. I think he just sort I've of I've never like, understood that. He lost the will to like really try to do anything. Like he's because a striker. They bought him as I a striker. Why is he all, not playing striker? Why has he never played striker? Because because all these teams, Barcelona destroyed it for everyone. When Barca did, when Barca really, I mean the four three, okay, the four three three, yeah, uh, was made famous by Ajax. Ajax and Total Football, uh, back in the sixties and seventies, and then even before Cruyff. And Cruyff learned from, um, I forget the guy's name, but he learned from a guy who kind of pioneered the 4-3-3 and that ability to play very fluid, no position kind of attacking football. And it was mm-hmm. it was great. It was, it was revolutionary at the time. Cruyff took it on. Cruyff went to Barcelona. Bar- Cruyff taught Pep. Cruyff taught other people in Barcelona. Uh, Koeman and, and those uh, teams and the Hadji era with Romario. And then Pep took over and became Barcelona uh, you know, Barca, I mean, people talk about Barcelona in 08 before Pep. Barca was still amazing before Pep went. The Pep gave them a style that became yeah. synonymous with good football, with tiki-taki. Um, and the 4-3-3 then stuck as the way to play football, the, the formation that was the most attacking. And people went away from the 4-4-2 like it was their their ugly cousin, you know, like, oh my god, I can't play 4-4-2. That's so old. I've, I've got to be hip and trendy and play 4-3-3. So all these teams now wingers. are playing 4-3-3 but shouldn't be playing 4-3-3. Arsenal being one of them. They should go back to a simple 4-4-2 where their players know their jobs. They know who to mark. It's 1v1, basically. And when you play a 4-4-2, you've got two strikers right in the middle. Any crosses, any, any forward uh, passes have direction they have a purpose and you can work off those two strikers they and then you work o- so well with that and then you occupy you occupy the two center backs which is great because now the center backs have like a picnic during the game they really do right and the other thing is when these te- when Arsenal attack literally it's like you know watching milk uh, go back Yeah, and then the issue is they don't have Ozil in there, and they will never play him. (laughs) He's gonna leave. No, he's not. He's gonna stay and keep earning his three hundred thousand a week for doing absolutely nothing. 
That is fair. He is. I mean, they're not going to resign him at the end of the year. But no one, no one can afford him, Brian. No one's going to pay even half that salary. There's no top team in Europe that will have him because he's a liability. Oh, I know, but same as Ericsson with Inter. Yeah, yeah, he's not coming back to the prem like for a top team. He he might do. He might go somewhere like 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 um, uh, Hamez went to Everton and has done well on a reduced salary. He might go to somewhere like an Aston Villa or a uh, a Wolves on a reduced salary. See, the thing that I've seen with Ozil in the reports is going to Turkey on a reduced salary. Gatasaray, Fenbache, yeah. Fenbache. Yeah, like Drogba did. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's a big fan of them from when he was younger, so he's already well, he's, like said that's where... Is he part Turkish? Yeah, he is. He is part Turkish. Yeah. But he's like a fanatic for them, so he would love to play there. He's already said it. Yeah, I could see that. I, I again, wanna, it, I want to see the Isco move. Oh, if you get I, I, if you get half that that Real Madrid squad, it's great. But Arsenal just yeah. you know the thing is when you attack, when you're attacking a four three three, you build up right. You build up through midfield. You you mm-hmm. switch the ball from left to right, and yep. it takes time. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, there's some teams that do, like Liverpool do it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Man U do it very quickly. You know, that fast counter, it works. But when you've got a slower build-up, all these teams do is drop in the hole. They play very defensive. They don't drop. They don't close down too quickly. And they let you pass around the field. And they just basically control you. I watched, you know, I watched Arsenal couldn't break down teams like West Brom. Mm-hmm. I watched Chelsea couldn't break down Villa. I mean, seriously. It's because these teams get 11 players behind the ball and they're very hard to break down. And they've got a very, you know, all these teams are very di- disciplined defensively now. And, they, and then they're not going to let easy goals go in. So, you know, that's where the Man Cities, the Man United, Liverpool's are now, you know, different. They, they score mm-hmm. on different ways. But Man City is so meticulous, too, with their possession. Like, they still do the possession with the random sporadic scoring. You watch a Sterling play against the Chelsea. You watch Sterling. You have to give him so much props. He's such a good player. He is. All those Man City players, and besides Carl Walker, who's a donkey. Absolute donkey. (laughs) But he's a very fast donkey. He's 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 a cheater donkey. The rest of those players are so technical and so smart and so intelligent that they can figure out different ways of beating you on the field. Whereas mm-hmm. the Chelsea players, Arsenal players, need to go back in the, in, in the train field for a week to figure out what to do. Man City players do it that second. Rodri is so versatile in that midfield role, and like watching him play is just really sick sometimes, um, even he, though I'm a Man U fan. Guy. Yeah. He can do the dirty work, and he's an elegant player on the ball. Exactly. He's like he, a, does, he's like he a, does everything. He he's a he. Unfortunately, he's a Matic and a Fred combined. Yeah, literally. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. And you could probably even combine that other player, uh, the Scottish player, in that as well. <laughs> Matomine. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I like I like him. He's got a bit of like Roy Keane. I in do him, like him. A bit of bite. Um, he he's having flashes of Roy Keane, so I'm really hoping he like sticks with that but i think we need to like change our tempo a lot we need to start like greenwood and stuff but yeah i think i think if you can get one more like versatile 
general box box midfielder. Yeah, in I the, think that would do them really. I think if you do that and you get another center back in the transfer window, I yeah. think uh, I, I love I love Rashford. I think Martial is on his day a good player. I uh, think he needs Cavani, to get the fuck out of the team. But <laughs> Cavani's a good player to have on the bench. Why yeah, not he's a, a I think, great bench player. I think Van der Beek's, a, Van der Beek's a class player. Van der Beek I don't know what the hell we're doing with him. We need to get rid of... Um, he needs to be on the pitch. Martial and actually play Van der Beek. Yeah, for Arsenal. For Arsenal. Ajax last year, Van der Beek was fantastic. He was class. Yes. Um... You, I, I, also for the Netherlands team, like what, like he was doing so much for both of those teams, and literally we're just like, oh, we aren't even gonna play him. Like you have to yeah. actually play him to see results. Like you know who I like to see at Man U uh, to replace Maguire is Delict from Juve. I don't ever think we're gonna be able to do that, but I don't want to see that, Paul. I would well, be I so down with that. Or. On the flip side, what if Liverpool come in for Delict and put Delict next to Van Dyke, two I duck mean, defenders like that? That would be the dream. That would be the dream. I I personally would like to see Liverpool dip in for like Diarup Makano. You don't think they may go for like a Alaba? I don't. Oh. I want somebody younger. No, you want you want that experience. You got Arnold. Robinson, who are both young, yeah. got all these young kids around. You Robinson's want that not young. spine. You need that spine of the team to be. He oh, Robinson's the, not young. He doesn't have the same experience though. Like I he's a Champions he's League saying. winner and a Premier League winner. That's experience. Sure, but like, so is Trent. I, think, I mean, I you're talking. Age. You're talking about Alaba, who's 27. Yeah, and he's 26. Alaba yeah, has well, literally gonna, been on the Alaba's top of the stage forever. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'll give you that. Like, like, bro, he's literally been top of like everything at left back. He he was the best left back for a short period of time. I know, I know. and he was he was the best center back for a period of time. I know. Well, he also uh, got, I just, yeah, you got you got Marcelo. Because, Marcelo I think because well. you have Van Dyke in the middle, like I think a younger guy would be the for well, the you have money. Gomez, you have Gomez yeah. and that other guy, and you saw the effect Van Dyke has on these younger players. Gomez mm-hmm. couldn't defend for his life before Van Dyke came around. Oh, I know. It's been amazing. It's hilarious. It's and hilarious. It's hilarious. Gomez has transformed right before our eyes, and I love it. Because you know what happened. The, the coaches at Liverpool were like scratching their heads how to coach Gomez. And then Van Dyke comes and goes, guys, I got this. We're yep. good. Yep. You know, and, yep. and the rest, rest is history. I mean, yep. that, that, that was probably the most influential signing of any team in the last 20 years. I'm going to rope Allison into that personally. Just, you know, I'm a goalie and I think having stability in the back is really important. And they kind of came in together. But Van Dyke was the more important signing, but sharing up the back and just because I'm a goalie throwing an Allison in there. No, I agree. Can't go wrong with a good goalkeeper. I mean, come yeah. on. Just, I mean, you know, have a top five goalkeeper. Like, I think, yeah. I think Allison is is one of the best in the world. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I don't know if you listened to our other episodes, Paul, but we did a whole like keeper countdown episode a couple weeks back with Caesar. Yeah. We went like really in depth about a lot of keepers. I think you would like that one. I, I, I would like anything we discuss on this, on these topics, man. I mean, yeah. we did it all day. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I have to mention something. 
man use top of the table. Sorry, we can continue. You already you already and, mentioned and, that you fucking pray. What Liverpool? What third and second. Chelsea? Second. Second. And Chelsea have no games in hand, but at least we're through to the uh, next round, the European Champions League, and Man United yeah. are out as they should be. And uh, yeah. Yeah, we deserve to be out of there. Yeah, have fun on Thursdays. Played like trash. Yeah, have fun on Thursdays. <laughs> Europa League, which he's gonna die. <laughs> oh, do you do you and, watch sorry, um, any any European championship? Uh, any European Cup has their final in Azerbaijan needs help. Let's be honest. Come on, no. Oh, guys, uh, let's go to Paris. No. Copenhagen, no. Let's go to Stockholm, no. Madrid, no. Baku, yes. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Where is it? It's a great Let's, I don't know where it is. Let's go. Let's find out the map and go. <laughs> Bro, didn't you win that a couple years ago? Yes. But I didn't like where we won it because Simon, Simon went there and I was like, Simon, how oh, is no, it? That, he goes, it. I'm in Baku. That's enough, that's <laughs> enough to said. If I get out of here alive, I'll give you a call. Obviously, we won thing. that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna oh, win it this yeah. year too, but like, it's not much competition. I mean, AC Milan is in it. Okay, but like AC Milan, as of recent, like I know they're in good form, but they did lose that unbeaten streak. I but know. Like, but... Why? Why do you let Zlatan go? Because he was your best player. I don't think they let Zlatan go. I think Zlatan was like, bye. <laughs> Zlatan let United go. Zlatan, yeah. yeah. Zlatan, United didn't let Zlatan go. Zlatan <laughs> let United go. Zlatan was like, I'm done with this stupid-ass coach. Like, bye. I'm getting out of here. There's no reason to stay. Want to know, know, like, he had such a bad time at United that he went to the MLS. Yes. Yes, he went to the MLS yeah. and scored outrageous goals for fun. Like, yeah. it was just like, it was like his like backyard play around. I think he just wanted to go somewhere to like goof on people. And he like... was, he was, yeah. You see, when he like was accidentally, accidentally got his foot stepped on by a defender, he then went and punched him in the head and said, "Get off my cleat!" Like that was that time. It's like, how dare you touch my boots or even be near me? You He's MLS like, player. I am king. <laughs> I don't even know your name. Who are you? Go away from me. And oh like, my god, the, oh the sorry, MLS is where MLS... players go to die, and he came back and is thriving. What? Uh, he he just he no he just uh, was on life support. That was his life support. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't hard. That was like that was like me and you getting out of bed and putting our socks on in the morning. That was like stuff yeah. playing the MLS. It wasn't hard. His debut forty yard up. goal. He didn't even work out. He woke up and just started playing, and he was better than every player on the field. He was literally and, just, like, chugging bottles of wine and having a good time. Yeah, like, literally, the most embarrassing thing that I've read on ESPN football the last few years was how they compared Vela. Oh, my God. To Zatan. Oh, my he God. Was, he was uh, – and poor, poor guy, Vela, because he's a decent player. I get that. Yeah. But really – it's like saying that, like, oh, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a decent coach. I must be the same as uh, Klopp. Please. It's, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's what Zlatan said. You don't compare Fiat's to Ferraris. It's, and 
the guy that the, was it the um, and that's the, no disrespect to Vela. But one, like, one of the reporters actually asked success. him straight out what he thought about it, and it sounds like I'm the best player in the league. Like, how can you say that? And yeah. the reporter yeah. just wouldn't drop it. The American guy just couldn't understand where. Uh, and Zatan's like, uh, "How old is Vela?" Um, and the reporter's like, "Oh, I think he's like 28, 29." He goes, yeah. "When I was 28, I was playing with Barcelona, with the best players in the world." That's my, that was my peak. Vela's here in his peak. Enough said. And I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Because don't forget, when I watched Ibra play at Barca, he was with Sami Eto. Yeah. He was with Messi. Zlatan was outplaying Messi. Zlatan was the big cheese at Barca, and Pep wanted him to be more of a team player, and that's why Zlatan left. Yep. And that's why he hates Pep. Yep. Because he wouldn't conform to Pep's way. But Zlatan, Zlatan. So you aren't going to mess with that. And you want to talk strikers. He learned from both Henri and he learned from Ronaldinho and he learned from Samietto, who I think yeah. would probably rival Mane as one of the, and Drogba as probably the best African strikers and George Ware of all time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, it's probably the only four strikers I can think of that are African. <laughs> At this time, yeah, any influential <laughs> ones, honestly. Yeah, the rest I don't really know. Yeah. But, uh... I know Dumbia, but he's he's not in that conversation at all. <laughs> it's a pretty tough conversation. Yeah. You know, those top four strikers from Africa compete with probably most of the world. Yeah, exactly. Drogba's success, despite him being a Chelsea boy animal i you know what's funny i hated drogba the first two seasons i hated i hated hazard the first two years he was at chelsea because they was lazy and they had crap first touches and they didn't know how to play and then one off season one august hazard started to get his his uh shit together and started playing and drogba the same thing just one one season of getting his shit together and Dropper became more effective but still there were games even when Dropper was, was Dropper there were games when I would be screaming at the TV so annoyed at how Dropper was so lazy yep. or, or the ball would go to him and it would just bounce off him and lose lose possession and I'm, I'm thinking my god and they go and score a goal you know or a hat trick or score a header you know something in, in, in important but I didn't, you know, everyone, everyone's always on his bandwagon so quickly. I'm like, hey, hold on. Let's see how he does in two or three years. He's got to mm-hmm. perform for two or three years. You can't just, you know, instantly call him a success. You know, that's why I don't want to, you know, be too quick on, on Ziyech or, yeah. or Havertz. But I don't want to be too quick on Greenwood, but, like, I, I have a lot of hope for him just because of the way that he, like, naturally finishes. Yo, yeah, has that shirt come yet? Oh uh, yeah, that's that's the best. So you gotta make sure Mason doesn't go go close to some some tall blondes from Iceland, because that's his downfall. That's his weakness. Yeah, that was a good that... one. No, those tall blondes, mate. But but Foden was there too. So, <laughs> Foden Foden was the the guy that was hanging around for the ugly girl. That's yeah. what Foden was doing. He was the he was the 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 wingman in that situation. Yeah, yeah. I agree. The girls are like, oh, who are you? Oh, I'm Mason. And Phil's like, hi, I play for Man City. Well, we don't care, Phil. We don't care. No. <laughs> we don't care. 
<laughs> Definitely. And there's John Terry in the background picking off the wives <laughs> in Iceland. Everyone's wives. That's <laughs> yes. the second time you've made that. Both Hi, I'm John. John Both the Terry. <laughs> John is good. Oh. No matter what way you put it, he he has slept <laughs> with so many people's wives. I, I will give him. And he's advice. still married. You know, hats off to the wife. Hats exactly. off to the wife. She must like those mansions and the horse riding things and the clothes. You know, because if John was poor, that would not last too long, would it? You know. Nah. No. Yeah. No. All right. So Paul. You got you got two games coming up for uh, Chelsea. You got Fulham and you got Leicester. Saturday and Tuesday. <laughs> Thoughts? We're gonna lose to Fulham. <laughs> in the first time in like twenty years, we're lose to our freaking neighbors. The you know the little Craven Cottage neighbors, literally half a mile from my stadium. Um, you know, so we're gonna tie against West Ham. We're gonna lose against Fulham. No, I mean, let's let's see. Oh, I, I said Leicester, not West Ham, but I am hard to understand. So, so it's Fulham and the Leicester. Foxes and the Foxes. Leicester. Well, Leicester are playing bloody good right now, so I'm scared of Leicester. Yeah, I think um, y'all getting beat by them definitely. Uh-huh. And then Le- Fulham, I see a draw. I, I could. You know what? If we lose to Fulham and lose to Leicester, Lampard's gone. He's gone. I wouldn't be surprised. I, there's I've no, been a, I've been there's no advocate, time back for that. I've been an advocate for more time, but if you lose to Fulham and Leicester, well, not Leicester, if you lose well, like, to Fulham, like I know, and then I know, to Leicester, there's there's no there's no moral victories at this level. But I feel no. if we go out strong and actually have 10, 15, 20 shots on target, legit shots on target, corners, crosses, and we actually we actually have some diversity with our attacking options rather than just yeah. going down the bloody wing and crossing the ball like a freaking six-year-old team. Oh, go down the sides, cross it in. No one's going to know. <laughs> we we know what's going to happen. Oh, shit. You have Tammy happen. Abraham there. Like, obviously you're going for a header, you idiot. Like, that's it. <laughs> yes. Just come with yeah. your post and you're fine. But <laughs> playing as Chelsea is the opposing defender's best day ever. Literally. So yeah. I think no, I think I think it's going to be it was, uh, Chelsea are, are going. Chelsea come out scared. They come out scared, and they'll, they'll be a very attentive first half. They'll hopefully go in zero zero at half time with a few shots on target. They'll hopefully open up second half and will be more dominating. And we'll come out with a one nil one nil win, um, maybe a, a corner or a free kick. I doubt we're going to score from open play because all Fulham's going to do over the last week, is play counter-attack football and train on how to get behind the ball. Yep. You'll see 11 players behind the ball. Leicester will attack us, and I think it could be like a 3-3 draw. Leicester is going to hit you on the counter-attack really hard. hard. Also, completely unrelated shout-out, Sheffield won a game today. Which one? Sheffield Uh, United beat Newcastle. United on Wednesday? Yeah. Sheffield United won a game in the Prem. It was against Newcastle, but like still. They won a game in the Prem. Yeah. They're only one this year. Enjoy it. You can join uh, Arsenal in, in relegation. Oh, also, our um, un whatever. Um, Carl and I do this weekly, more so me weekly. Um, Rangers, they won um, again. 
Whatever. You know what? What are we discussing Scotland for? Because no I'm cares. a Liverpool fan and I like to talk about Rangers doing well because their oh, goal scoring record is ridiculous. No no. I'm sorry, but Paul. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but you gotta you gotta give a team respect when through twenty-three games they've scored fifty-nine goals and only let up six. Okay, I'll say it slow for you, Brian. In Scotland. I know, but still. you can score twenty goals in Scotland. Okay, but they've scored fifty-nine. I'm sorry, you put Rangers and something in the premiership, they'll be like bottom five. Oh, uh, that would be hilarious. Which was actually the, the, the talk of that when England was actually in the EU uh, with Scotland before Brexit happened. There was talk of, you know, like like, like the Welsh teams, like Swansea and Cardiff. Mm-hmm. If they if they were promoted, they would go into the Premiership. And I think, you know, they would probably be a mid-table team, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, you know, Scotland uh, Scotland has two teams, Rangers and Celtic. Yeah. Besides that, the the level drops off severely. I know, um, I know. But they also know. they have been performing well in. I know it's the Europa League, but it's the only thing they have outside of Scotland. Yeah, wait but until I just, like they've run into me. I just like to shit. give attention because they are smacking people week in and week out and not losing, and it's just kind of fun. Yeah. I think you're I just think a Gerard hype boy. So I am. I, I don't care. <laughs> I think I Gerard's gonna, yeah, Gerard's going to use this as a good experience, good mm-hmm. uh, like like resume builder. Um, and I mean, I know it's Scotland, but but when you watch a team, good football is good football. Well, I, I want to see I want to see goals. You know, oh, they're scoring goals. It's good. I, I like, they I scored fifty nine goals in twenty three games in the league. In the Europa League, they're floundering a little bit, though. No, so. they're not. Well, they can't. Like, they're up against, like, better competition. Like, no, I know they but got they're beat. not. They're, I'm saying they're not floundering. What do you but mean? You, wait until the knockout. Wait until we get to the uh, the next game's knockout round, and, and the big boys are still in, you know? Because Rangers usually, and, and Celtic, usually get through the group stage of Europa League, and then they find they, they do well. They're top of their domestic league, and then they come against a larger team like Sevilla, like a, um, like a, a Leon. Or they've, a, draw, they've drawn or against Nap- uh, yeah, Benfica twice. Yeah, or like a big team yeah. from Eastern Europe, like a Fenerbahce mm-hmm. or the Sikhtas or a Shakhtar, and they usually oh, yeah, get I know. their asses I know. I just update them weekly because I like Gerard, and they're scoring a lot of goals, and it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, I don't care because it's Jared, though. I know, but I do because it's Jared. But, like, Jared's still B version. No, Jared, Jared's class. Um, he's I just, class. He's still he's... B Lampard, though. I, I will always say it. I, I just want to shit on him because fuck Liverpool. They're in second. I'm a Liverpool supporter, and I will say it like Lampard was different. Lampard was more effective, but Jared did things Lampard didn't. Jared was that, more. Yeah. Yeah. Gerard would go and control games and and organize and lead yeah. by example. Whereas Lampard was, well, he he did talk. He was a leader. Some more he was than a goal scoring midfielder. Yeah, because yeah. on the on, he was box to box all. Yeah, on the field, Lampard was too busy attacking those spaces. Whereas, whereas Gerard was more, I'll wait for the right moment. But yeah. I'll I'll control from the from the from the center circle more. Yeah. Um, and then make they his way up. really well together for England. Yeah. Uh, no, they did not. 
What? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm too, like, I don't remember that. I was picturing it in my head that I wish they did. No, we had a, England had a golden generation. I know they underperformed in the golden generation. Yeah, 1998 to 2002, 2004, even late as 2006 with a get on age. But that like 2002, no one was going to be Brazil. But we had we had Beckham. I know it's our it's our our midfield. It's our midfield. Skulls, Lampard, Gerard, Beckham. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Our strikers. Our strikers uh, was Owen. And God, who else was up front? Heskey. Uh, we had um, uh, what's his name? The tall guy. I forgot his name again. Uh, Crouch. Very tall guy. Yeah, Crouch. Yeah. Um, he played for like one or two. So years. you guys just underperformed in a good generation. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. 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 Um, but this, this, I mean, I mean, to our England now, I mean, we have so many freaking players we can choose from. This should now. be your golden generation again. So we'll we'll see what happens. You I don't mean, have many this, like center backs besides Gomez, but like you're figuring shit out. I mean, it is 2021. The Euros were cancelled last summer. They said they're going to reorganize them for this summer. So this summer, 21 is going to be incredible. We've got the, I think. If it's still on the Summer Olympics, yep. Plus, plus the Euros. I mean, yep. the Euros are insanely competitive now. I mean, you got I love them. 10, 12 countries that are just stacked. Mm-hmm. I mean, the squads are amazing. England, France, Germany, Portugal, Portugal. Italy. Portugal's going nuts recently. Italy. Belgium, Holland. It's nuts. Um, I love it. I like love all it. the all the all the t- again. You've got this condensed season where all the players are freaking knackered and tired i mean they're gonna be like walking dead come the summer yeah practically so you'll see you'll see a different lineup every game because the players are so tired yeah yeah that's fair so who has the deepest squad is gonna win basically yeah so like the germany's the england's the france's yeah oh germany germany looked good too i mean you can and poland looked good lewandowski's got something to talk about Honestly, um, like that midfield's really overperforming. Yeah, de- I mean, teams like um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if Denmark's in or not. Denmark look good. Mm. Um, Croatia. Um, I don't know if Slovenia's in it, but there's whatever. tons. There's Hand tons of teams. For it. It's going to be a good tournament. It's going to be a good tournament. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I we usually don't like to look forward to. Well, yeah, I'm considering well, Man you two U do and Liverpool are playing this weekend, and I think we haven't talked win. about that yet. I think, I think before we go, we have to talk about that. Man, you gonna win this weekend? Fuck you, Brian. You don't have a center back. Oh, I w- I hope to God it's a zero zero draw because <laughs> at least give us a chance to catch up to at least fourth. Just just give me a pity fourth, please. Uh, all right. You know? So my only thing is, I I want us to beat Liverpool so that we're more ahead in the table for when Man City actually catches up on games. <laughs> yeah, because when City catches up on games, they're they're getting two more wins. Like I'm sorry, like they're, they they are they're they're going to win the their two games. Two in and here's the question: Are Man City going to buy 
or loan in players in January? That's the question to even strengthen their squad. To replace so to replace an aging Aguero, to replace a misfiring um who's the Brazilian guy, I forget. Gabriel. Gabriel uh, Jesus. Jesus, yeah. So I mean what if um what if they chump up hundred million for Haaland this January? And they have it. You know? Only reason his father does not like Man City and in previous negotiations with Man U, they they like they his dad played for Man City. Oh. His dad played for Man City. Alpha Inga Haaland, he was the guy that was uh crunched by Roy Keane. Mm. Oh my god. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Haaland injured Roy Keane. is a big story. Haaland injured Roy Keane. Um, and like tore, I think Roy Keane's cruciate ligaments in his knees, I think. Yeah. And he was out for months and Roy Keane blamed Harlan for that tackle. He's like, you did it on purpose. That was spiteful. I remember it. And when Keane was back fit, I think like next season, um, they were playing and Keane just went off, saw red mist and literally put his boot through Harlan's like rib cage. Yeah. And yeah. Roy Keane got a red card. And then Roy Keane's book that he published in the like a year or two later, he mentioned a chapter of I got you back. It was revenge. That that, that red card was well deserved because I just I wanted to kill you basically. Uh in his book. So yeah. Fair enough. And uh It's a legendary challenge though. Oh my god. That and Cantonar is brilliant. Oh. In the crowd, 1992, 93, I think, or 94, in the black strip. And man, you had that, that ugly gray strip. They were losing mm. the first half and changed because they thought it was bad luck, the gray strip. That was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you should just forfeit the game and do 0 0, take the point, and then we'll be happy. All right? <laughs> Nah, I'm trying to get those three against a week in Liverpool because we may no, not think, be able to defend, but we could score against nothing. I think it's I think it's a game of two uh, attacking teams. Let's because I mean yes, Liverpool got a better d- better defenders, better quality defenders, and a better quality goalie. Yeah. But I feel like it's the, the game is won in the final third. You know yeah. how how clinical. Will your attackers be versus Brian's? That's basically what it comes down to. Who takes their chances? Who wastes their chances? And uh, I'm gonna take Mane finishing shots over most Bruno as a shooter. Yeah. Well, recently. Well, overall, as a finisher. Overall, I'll take Mane, but but with recent form. How many chances does Bruno have in a game? One or two. Mane has like that. He shoots them. Monty has true. 10, 10 yeah. good chances every game, Monty does. But he's and they not usually, they Monty makes his own chances, whereas Fernandez needs a little bit of help from his teammates sometimes. Yeah, that's so that's the difference. That's fair. Monty can just break you. Monty got the speed and the physicality, Bruno. And the smarts and the and, touch. And he's direct. Yep. He Bruno is, direct. is more of like a pass first. Mm-hmm. Bruno's a creator. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I mean, yeah, he's got so again, everyone's all off his ass about how good he is. 
you know, he's playing attacking I'm a mid. You fan, he, I have to. But he's playing attacking mid for one of the best <laughs> best teams in Europe and have been for thirty years. But you compare other amazingly top attacking mids in world football the last twenty years, and he doesn't even come close. But he is young; he needs more time. But unlike, you know, you compare him to a Sadel, compare him to a Rui Costa, you compare him yeah. to a, um, a a Steven Gerrard. You compare him to you a. You can't compare him to like those people yet, though, because like you can't even so compare like jump Bernardo Silva. Way too early. Yes, they are, and yeah, give it, give it another two or three seasons of him performing at a high level, yeah. and pushing Man U up to where, where where they used to be in the top, and you know, winning things in Europe, and then you know, build a team around him. Basically, we also need Rashford to start performing better. We need like more people to really like start performing. We shouldn't have like Cavani like in general. Like, of course, he's a great liability and a great like backup. But like we we shouldn't need a Cavani at this stage. We should have like the more talent. We should be playing. Cavani Cavani is a great player. Come on, just scare the I shit also... out of defenders with his stupid his stupid rectangular jaw bones that That's scare right. you. He runs also... by you. He'll slice your face open. So Carl, it's not really that bad that you have Cavani coming off the bench. It just happens that that this point where you guys are as a team, you're grooming a young striker. But yeah. you have you have Origi come off the bench. That's sad. That's Me? true. Yeah, Origi doesn't true. come off the bench anymore. Origi's weirdly super sub for some reason. He, weirdly, he's like, oh yeah, I'll I'll we score jo- a I mean, hat trick in like he's hurt. But Champions Jota League. has made Origi for the most part obsolete. Yeah, Jota's good. Jota's, Jota's good. Filthy. I think he, I think he could start over Firmino next year. I, I really do. Well, so I would like to see. Jota on the right, Mo up top, Mane on the left, and Firmino at camp. Uh, wouldn't work. Not enough defending. Yeah, Firmino hasn't got much in his tank for like like awareness defensively and how to cover Genie that. Genie right there. Genie yes. right there would work. No, he's I think, a, he's, I he's think Firmino at one point in his career could work. Yeah, he's going to Barca. Probably Actually, Memphis you know who, you well. know who could work there? I, th- I think Curtis Jones could work there, personally. True. Yeah, but that's like me wanting Greenwood to be like up top. Yeah, except yeah, for Klopp you, has a history of actually doing that. You know, Cl- you know, Klopp has in his mind what he wants to do next year. He's going to bring in probably two more midfielders, mm-hmm. and, a center back, and one more center back, and he'll just rotate the four or five up front that he has. But he'll get another two really strong. Midfielders, probably from the German league that he knows, that he likes, and uh, Liverpool will be fine again. You know, I mean, I could see them going for like a Brandt. I think that would be a really good move from Dortmund. Yeah, um, yeah, because I know be he's move. up for sale and stuff. But screw Liverpool. Why am I saying anything that's good for him? No, I, I mean, question <laughs> is where, where, where is, where is, uh, you know, big question is. If Ramos goes, Ramos can go to Liverpool. Yeah. Ramos can go to PSG. Um, where does Alba go? Where does Messi um, go if he if he leaves? I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Messi Messi can go anywhere and be. But again, if if I don't know, I wanted to see Messi in the German league or the English league because the Spanish league is good. You know, the league is good, but there's no yeah. crunching tackles. 
I can honestly see him making the move to PSG though, which is upsetting just because like they have yeah. the money. But like, well, he 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 needs to cement. Like he's a nice guy, and I don't think he like openly admits that he's competitive against Ronaldo. But I think deep down he is, and I think if he moves to PSG and proves himself to win another European title with PSG, yeah, um, then that would cement him as being successful alongside. I think Messi is is hands down the best player that's ever walked this earth. Yeah, same. His yeah. his is. Footwork and technique and talent is beyond anything. The next, the next player even close to him is Ronaldinho. Yeah, at his prime, and then maybe a Cruyff, maybe a Zidane, maybe, maybe a R nine before the injury. Yes, maybe Ronaldo. But Ronaldo was never. Technically he had such gifted. a crazy touch, though. But I think that was just that was also because. Oh, it was um, like the striker's touch. A little bit, but also he was a bit, he's a big guy, he's 6'2, Ronaldo, he's solid, mm. but also he's so quick that as soon as you uh, say you're defending Ronaldo, mm-hmm. there's two choices either you get in tight to him and play physical, which won't work because he's six foot two and built, or you stand off him and give him a chance to have some space and you have some space to kind of like work him out, but that's why he has a good touch because. There was much pressure. You you watch his his replays on YouTube, or yeah. his game game. There's no one really that's ever been close to him when he has a first touch. That's true. And when he does have a first touch, it's usually more let's say in the channel, and he's so bloody quick. Yeah, he literally he, just runs it, through open space like no one other. Yeah, so I think he is up there for his dribbling ability and his attacking ability, but for his pure talent. That's fair. He doesn't make top 10 for me. That's fair. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm looking at players like Platini and and and, and players like, like um, Zico, uh, mm. players like uh, like a Maldini yeah. or... Uh, um, Maldini from the back was just yeah, absolutely or, different. Or, yeah. or Andre Pirlo. Yeah, those kind of oh, those kind of like players that had that, different. That, and 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 Henri, those silky players that just oozed class. Burkamp, Burkamp had the most amazing touch. Yeah, I I actually watched live that Newcastle game where he touched it around the defender's back, spun around him and and placed it in the corner. I watched that live on TV, like so. Burkamp was just different, though. His touch on the ball, like, I don't understand his passes to Henri. I don't understand how that, like, people let that happen. Like, like, why'd you let those two join together? Like, you should have tried to buy him or something. Burkamp wasn't... Burkamp went from... T- Burkamp went to Inter, didn't really make it. He went to another team, didn't really make it, and then came to Arsenal under Wenger, and he, and he kind of, like, found his feet, so... It's just the right situation, right team, and the right kind of like patience, I think, with players um, to really hit. And again, I think the same as like a a Zola or Good Johnson with Chelsea. Like, I remember the day, I'm always critical of of Chelsea team right now because I recall the days of Viali and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, who was a striker, and Viali was a striker. You You have a lot of history, honestly, for not that much overall 
Premier League success, but you have so much history with like pretty much everyone. Well, I, I think I think uh, I think the money that came in to Chelsea kind of changed it. But even before that, I mean, I like Chelsea when they were like sixth or seventh. So I'm kind of like, okay, I'm not used to them being ninth, but I'm like, all right, okay, we're back to the, you know, <laughs> mid nineties. All right, okay, we'll win the FA Cup, <laughs> woohoo, you know. I'm used uh, to Chelsea they, just being sick. Like they've had money, they've been buying well, they've been trying okay. like their best. But I want I want players like Essien and Balak back in my midfield. I shit. Everyone I mean, who does. doesn't? Everyone I, does. I, I, oh. Our midfield, our midfield back then was Claude Makélélé, who was probably the best whole midfielder ever. Yeah. All right. Probably that and Dunga. Um, then we had one side was Lampard, other side was uh, Essien, and second mid was Michael Ballack. And up front was Nicholas Anelka and Drogba. Again, a four-four-two. Yeah. You know, I just if Lampard does play a four-four-two, I better get some credit. I better get some credit somewhere. <laughs> but I'm the only one saying it. These idiot. These idiot journalists these idiot commentators and these these um, people they have on these talk shows even the guys on youtube the chelsea guys on youtube that have all these followers and stuff they don't know they're what they're talking about the, they don't know what they're talking about four two three one all the way i understand exactly what you mean because i was considering it today and honestly like a four one two one two where you have like one cdm or like something like that, similar to like Man City style. Like I think that would possibly be successful, just because you have Conte back there. But like yeah. e- even like the four four two, like you're talking about, like anything, anything that really solidifies <laughs> that back. Because they're just sort of like Mendy when he first started playing was playing amazing, and he then like so, since then so they're just like doing shit. Like come on, yeah. Like, they they have a better team. They they have a much better squad than they've been performing, and I I mean it's been fun to see because I don't like them, but yeah. but it's kind of unfortunate because I mean when they're good when we started this podcast we were talking about like hoping they would click and expecting them to click and then they started to play well and we were like whoa and now it's like that click was a, a false sense of hope. Yep, definitely. Yeah. But it all comes down to tactics and coaching. Yeah. It's not the players. Yeah. It's no. not the players. I think we got enough players there. Um, I think it's the coaching. I think we just. I don't, I don't know what the hell they're doing on the train field at Cobham during the week, but they're not. They, I watched. I watched some of the videos of them doing the shooting drills, and it all, looks nice. They shoot yeah. on the train field all day long. It's great. Get on the field where it counts. They don't shoot. You know. Like Havertz when he's like playing on the field, like. Like when when he's training, the dude looks like he could be anyone starting anything. Like Cam center forward, like even center mid at times. But then like he touches the field at a different position other than center mid. Almost like ninety percent of the time he's not put in the right positions, and then like he just like poops the bed entirely. I, th- I think. I think each player is playing so scared and so individual yeah. that they're not, they're caring about the ball and possession and not losing the ball rather than actually caring about scoring. And when you're in the final third, that shouldn't be your concern of losing the ball. You should be going to try and 
Get if you lose the ball. the ball, but you're trying to create a chance, like yeah, that's, that's, that's attacking. That's attacking. You know, exactly. Have some kind of spontaneity, some kind of creativity, some sort of like you know, some sort of run that's not choreographed that you can see a mile off. You know, yeah. and, and any defender of any level can cover that run. Like you, you know, can't create without some failure. That's deep, Brian. I'm serious, though. Like, <laughs> you can't create on the pitch without making some mistakes first. I mean, some people are going to be able to beat people right away first try. But more often than not, you have to lose the ball a couple times to figure out how to break through. I feel and like Werner is really, like, specifically doing that, like, on Chelsea. What's that? Sorry. Just, like, playing, like, that scared style. That oh, you, yeah. Like, yeah. What? Also, no, no, no one wants to actually run, a, a, do a third man run. Yeah, for no real. One, no, no, no one wants to run through the back line. See, I, I've watched um, like one or two Chelsea games recently where I, I'm waiting for the other man to pull up, like from behind, similar to the way that Chilwell would with um Lester, like the way that he would follow through. Because like honestly, they have finishing from the right and left back as well. And sometimes they just oh, aren't yeah. integrating like the play well enough to actually like perform. Both of their fullbacks have absolute bangers for shots. Chilo, yeah, but the, the, bad, the bad thing is, you, by the time they do that overlapping run or that or that third man run through that that channel between the the fullback and the centre back, each team has eleven players behind the ball and they've already organised and seen that run coming. Mm-hmm. It's not it's nothing quick or done with any kind of like. Uh, earnest. It's done with control and systematic possession through midfield and through the back. And these teams just drop in. They don't even bother closing the ball down closer than five feet because they know the second they close it down, it gets moved on. Then the ball gets transferred across the field laterally, you know, and it's useless. There's not even a, there's nothing, nothing going on. And that one strike in the middle, I saw Werner, I saw Werner actually run away from the six-yard box to the, around the 20 yards out of the uh, area to get the ball. He's our freaking striker, and he's running away from the goal to get the ball in possession. I don't care about your possession. I don't care about your first touch. Get in the box and score a goal, mate. He's so used to that two-striker setup that he was, like, like playing off of so and rolling, of... cutting through the lines. He was playing off a invisible man basically yeah. and it didn't yeah. work and you know you know any center back would just tell the midfielder to pick him up and that that, that happened and it was mm-hmm. just like an it was like a day off for the defenders it was a day off and yeah, then like was. literally the your wings are getting covered way too well recently which doesn't make sense to me just because like you see Zayic like actually being like i'm not saying he's like a world class like best player like at his position or anything but the dude is able to cross it in enough. He's able to, like, do, like, basic stuff with, like, his shit from Ajax. Like, he's capable enough to be actually doing something. And then, like, Pulisic is playing well. But, like, you can't have one American kid who isn't still, like, a renowned player, like, carrying your entire team full of, exactly. like, like yeah, you know, world-class it's talent. Is happening. You've got that. You got uh, Rayner at uh, Dortmund doing very well. You got he's so good. You got. But he's Weston. not carrying the way that Pulisic is. True. Yeah. You got Weston at Juve, who's putting his way. He's doing well. Um, he's playing well. So the first, the first time in 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 the history of football, you've got prominent 
European teams having in their starting lineup consistently American Americans. players, but yes. young American players. But I'll make I'll make this point: is a lot of these American players are not purely American coached. Yeah, no. we noticed that they're all being European coached. They're, they're American nationality, but they have had a lot of time in Europe being European coached by training England. entirely. Yes, the second Pulisic was spotted in uh, Pennsylvania at FC FC Hershey FC um, uh, uh, Penn FC or Penn Penn uh, Fusion. Yeah. Second, he was spotted for his for his speed and his agility. Boom! Off he goes to Germany and he's trained, mm-hmm. and that's where he got everything else from the the, the, the touch and of that. It wasn't from the like they they, they speak of it like he was twenty two playing in the MLS and then went over to Chelsea and was successful. No, it was yeah. it was a long road in Europe before he became successful. Um, Only person recently that I can think of that actually was able to like translate like that was Alfonso Davies. Yes, and... but he's he's a cheater. He's his mother is a cheater. His father. <laughs> Was a racehorse. That's yeah, the literally. only reason he's that quick. You know, he, he's faster than Kyle Walker. He's faster than pretty much everyone at this and point. And then, and then the buying coach is going to go. Let's get this kid a first touch and give him kids some and play and play around those players yeah. day in day out. You pick it up, you pick it up. And I just wish, I wish the the American system. You know what's going to happen? The American national team, the men's will become good, yep. you know, because of this. And they won't think of it as, oh, the American players playing Europe have come back and made us good. They'll think that because the Americans are... They'll um, think that we created them. Exactly. Our American soccer is successful and working because we have these six, seven players in our national team. Um, I were read made in Europe. Yes. You I can read... see the same success with, like, trick. Chicharita, sorry for interrupting. Chicharita. Yeah. Yes, yes, definitely. I mean, it's just, it's sad. It's sad because um, 22 years coaching this country, you'd hope that there'd be some sort of like uh, evolution or uh, synthesis with it, with a, with a, with a higher level uh, football power to try and blend in. Nope, they just want to be their own way, and and they're very stubborn and. I read. I read with with uh, Jürgen Klinsmann uh, when he was coaching national team. He had made a. Uh, he sent a memo to the MLS commissioner at the time, stating all these things that he thought in his mind could improve the league, improve the coaching, improve the players, the youth, everything, the academies, the whole kit and caboodle, improve it all, just to help America out. Mm-hmm. The MLS commissioner sent an email back, a memo back to Klinsmann. Thank you so much for your comments, but we are fine. Because they're making money. The MLS were making money, and that's all they care about is making yeah. money. Same as all the youth system. So you got this this famed European and I watched Clemson play for Spurs. Fantastic striker. Famed player coach trying to help out the system and just pure ignorance and stubbornness. And that was 15, that was 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. There so, aren't any better. <laughs> no, we should, we should be producing hundreds of these players that go off to other teams. Hundreds mm-hmm. for the yeah. size of this country. We have and the what, athletes. And what, like, yeah, just, yeah. 
But yeah. you know, as I as I come in my uh, in my school where I where I teach, uh, the phys ed teachers, um, you know, always quote that playing four sports and it is great for to be an athlete and one season's enough. <laughs> I, I laugh at them. I, I laugh. Yeah. Um, so, but it's the culture. It's the way it is, and it's yep. very hard to change. You know. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I, think, I just I think noticed we... something. Oh, Sorry okay. to interrupt. Um, with the Everton game today, Dinier's back. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, the, they're scary the left back? again. Yeah. yeah. He's a good player. That's He's a good player. He's incredibly influential to that side. Like, so influential. He plays a really important role in, like, a lot of their creating and their attacking. He serves an incredible ball from the left side. They started him as like a left mid today, though. So I'm interested to see. Like, I, I didn't watch the game, but I'm gonna check out some highlights about that. I'm really interested to see their win against uh, Wolves. That's surprising. Wolves are on a good run right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, sort of, just because their recent loss of Jimenez, even though that happened a little while ago, like they're still sort of trying to figure out like striker situations primarily. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely, definitely. Hit. I think even Man City, the same thing with Aguero. Mm. That, that pivotal striker is uh, tough to to uh, compensate for. Yeah. So. Fabio Silva is not Jimenez yet. No, definitely not. No, definitely not. But that wasn't expected to happen right away. Exactly. I think we've covered a lot um, in the last like hour forty ish. I think I think we can probably call this episode a wrap. Paul, this was awesome. Thank um, you for everybody who tuned in. Thanks for listening. Um, We'll be back next week with more of a traditional episode recapping Prem games, but yep, yep, there yep. wasn't many games to talk about, so we thought we'd have a little fun this week. So big thanks to Paul, and hopefully we can have you back some other time. My pleasure, guys. Thanks a lot. It was awesome.